Hello, and welcome back to Camp Wire. This is the second episode of the American Camp Association's new podcast, Camp Wire. Um, I'm Sam Hurt, and this is going to be a podcast where we'll host experts from across the country in camp and youth development and have in-depth conversations um, about those topics. Um, and that begins really today. The last, the first episode was just a preview of our national conference, which went really well last month in Albuquerque. And today uh, we're going to launch into a conversation with that I had with our uh, director of research, Lori Brown, about Research 360 and kind of the outlook for the next five years of ACA's research plan. All right, joining me today on Camp Wire is our director of research, Lori Brown. Hey, Lori. Hey, Sam. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. So, Glad it's Friday. What is Research 360 in general? And then we're going to uh, launch maybe into, I think, uh, this five-year plan I've been hearing about. Sure. Well, Research 360 is the name given to the board's decision to focus on research over the next five years. Um, the, the ACA Board of Directors identified research as one of two strategic priorities alongside accreditation about a year ago. And they knew that in identifying research as a strategic priority, that they wanted both a, a, a large-scale national study to demonstrate the value of CAMP and help, help us advocate for CAMP on a national level, but they also wanted to support local camps in their own evaluation and program improvement efforts. So Research 360 is really two pieces. One is this five-year study that we're going to talk about um, in a few minutes, but also uh, an expanded focus on what we're calling local camp evaluation capacity. And evaluation capacity is basically all the things that camps have, all the resources and all the capital they have available to support evaluative decision-making. And our goal is that every camp uses evidence in some way to inform their decision-making, whether that's an evaluation of their own program or outside research, something that they've learned to continually improve their programs over time. So Research 360 is really this two-dimensional piece where we have this large national study that will really impact the industry but at the same time, a focus on local camps and helping support their own evaluative efforts. Great, awesome. So, what what's an example? Like, what's an example that a camp, like let's say, I, don't, I mean, a camp in Utah where you are, mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, wanted to be, you know, get get dive deeper into research. Uh, what's the way that they would take what you're saying and like bring it home and make it theirs? Yeah, good question. You know, I start with encouraging camps. Let's say that um, this fictional camp in Utah has never done any kind of evaluation or research. I would have them start by thinking about their own evaluation capacity. Basically, what are the resources they have? And that includes skills and um, attitudes, as well as time and money. Uh, the thing, the resources they have available to evaluate their own programs. Um, and I would encourage camps to start very, very small. If you've never evaluated a program, maybe think about um, evaluating just one session or evaluating one age group 
over the course of your summer or one program, maybe just the horsemanship program. Um, but start small, but also to decide what to evaluate and how to evaluate it with your staff, including your frontline staff. So often evaluation is this big top-down thing and frontline staff are asked to hand out a survey to campers, but they don't know why they're handing out this survey and they can't really help sell it to the campers. I mean, campers just want to be at camp. They don't want to be sitting down with a paper and pencil. So um, energizing frontline staff not only helps get buy-in and better information, but frontline staff often have a better sense of what is possible in terms of evaluation. What are things that are interesting to measure? Um, and what are things we feel like we can realistically measure and then improve using that information? So starting very, very small and engaging frontline staff are where I encourage camps to start. Cool. Yeah, that sounds, that's exciting. Um, so then, okay, so then let's get into uh, the five-year plan. That's the other, kind of the other part that you're talking about, right? Yep, yep. And so give me, just lay out kind of the what of this five-year plan. Okay, so the, the five-year plan is called the Impact Study. Uh, it's a five-year study that was initiated, again, by the AC Board of Directors. Uh, they knew they wanted research, but they uh, did not want to be tasked with identifying the question. They wanted a more uh, kind of unbiased group to decide what we should research and how. So they generated a task force. This was an all-volunteer group that met in spring um, of 2015, 20, sorry, 2016. And that group um, spent a, a couple different conference calls deciding what we should be researching. What do we know about camps and what do we not know? What are the holes that we need to be filled or that need to be filled? And that group came up with a question. It's it's kind of it's kind of long, so I'm not going to read the entire thing to you. But the gist of that question is, if and how camps are a context that that prepares camps are contexts that prepare youth for college, career, and life. So what we're really trying to do in this study is link camp experiences to things outside of camp, like school and college readiness, and then ultimately career. Um, we also have a separate group, this is called the Research Advisory Group, that serves as the kind of the peer review for the study. Um, that is yet another group of all ACA volunteers, and they will help maintain the credibility of the study. Um, and that group was tasked with um, selecting a research group to actually carry out the research. So important, Pete piece to note here is that ACA is not conducting this research directly. We have um, awarded the, the project to the University of Utah, so the research team at the University of Utah is actually conducting the research, and that team is accountable to this research advisory group. And that's really important to note because that will be what gives this study and the findings credibility in the eyes of um, kind of the research community as well as the press, which is really important to us. So that's a bit of the uh, background on the study. Um, the logistics, the timeline for the study is that it's divided into three phases. The first phase is already underway. Um, that's phase one, and that's what we're calling an exploratory phase. So that started um, in spring of 2017, and that phase is exploratory because we are interviewing, so we're using qualitative methods to better understand the outcomes of camp and then how those outcomes have played out in people's lives since attending camp. 
So our participants in that study are actually first-year staff members. Um, but we're not talking to them about being a staff member. We're talking to them about their childhood camp experiences. And the assumption is that by choosing to work at camp, they've had some sort of impactful camp experience in their life, and they're probably going to be excited to tell us about it. So we're in the process of conducting those interviews. Um, to, to access those individuals, we've recruited 20 camps um, that were selected randomly from the ACA accredited camp population. And each camp has helped us recruit between three and five staff members to participate in these interviews. So we're in the thick of that process right now. Um, phase one will roll right into phase two. So phase two starts in uh, spring of 2018. And essentially what we're doing in, 20, in phase two is expanding phase one and quantifying the findings. So we're taking all those interview data and then using that to create a survey that will go out to um, a sample that's twice as big. Yet again, first year staff, but double the number. And that survey will really help us understand in terms of numbers, the outcomes of camp and what makes camp unique from other uh, kind of out of school time camp experiences. So we're really excited. We're calling that a mapping phase because it will literally give us a visual map of the outcomes of camp and how those outcomes are unique to camp versus say youth sports or family travel, um, other things that kids might do during the summer. Hmm. So that's phase two. We start that, like I said, um, in 2018. And then phase three is what we're calling uh, the guts of the study. And I kind of like the visual of that because that is really um, the most important possibly the most exciting part of the entire study because in phase three um, we'll start to track campers and their families for three years and that has never been done on a national scale in camp research before. Uh, we say in camp research that we're pretty confident that kids get valuable outcomes immediately following camp we don't know anything about how those how those outcomes develop and play out over time. So in phase three, we will expand our sample even further so that we have about 500 campers um, that sign up to participate in surveys and interviews each year for three years. So again, that Great. piece will allow us to explore how camp outcomes develop over time and then how they play out in school and beyond camp. So that's it in a nutshell. I hope that was clear enough. Oh, it was great. Yeah, that's lots of, a lot to look forward to. Um, mm -hmm. going forward for ACA research. Um, there, I want to go back to a couple things, though, that you were talking about. One thing is this idea of, um, you know, because really there's no data right now, at least very little data out there, that, that really shows the benefits of working and or being a camper and then working at camp after camp. Right. You know, for someone who's leaving college, Maybe they've worked their summers in college at a summer camp as staff, mm -hmm. uh, as counselors, and then you know they're deciding between internships and you know internships with a company somewhere, and you know doing business or whatever, or being a camp counselor again. There's nothing. There's no data that shows. No, it's great to be a camp counselor. It right. makes you know it prepares you for the workforce just as well, if not better than all these other options. Mm -hmm. um, so. Can you talk a little bit about like the need for that and how this is going to approach that? 
Yeah, well, I can say that there is a need for that. We're all in agreement <laughs> that that staff um, gain benefits from working at camp alongside campers and that those benefits are what employers are looking for today. I mean, there's yeah. a whole lot of evidence in um, college research and in employment research showing that uh, employers are increasingly looking for skills like collaborative skills and creativity and flexibility, all the things that we know our staff practice at mm-hmm. camp. Um, the particular, the, the impact study has the option right now, and the researchers are, are hoping to track staff in the same way that we're tracking campers, kind of in a parallel study. Um, but right now we're looking for the resources to support that piece. Uh, okay. So right now the research budget is focused on campers primarily because we will uh, be incentivizing campers and their families to stay involved in the mm-hmm. research for three years. And that's an expensive component. So right. to do that with staff just requires some more support that we're actively um, trying to recruit right now. I will tell you really quick though, Sam, sorry to interrupt. That no, no, great. We do have a separate study that um, that that complements the impact study quite nicely, and it's separate but focuses on the staff component. And this is through a grant we recently received from the Spencer Foundation. And through that grant, we'll be exploring uh, first CIT and leadership development programs, trying to understand how many there are, what they do, types of curricula, and the outcomes of those programs, and then looking at staffing practices and, and the outcomes of camp. So That's right, yeah. We're very excited to have that that funding to support, again, sort of a study that's separate but complements the impact study very nicely. Right. I think that's, that's really great. I, I mean, I know just like personally, you know, I worked at camp and – my fiance grew up at a camp and worked at camp for years. Like that's what she did. That was her life. Yeah. And, and then, you know, we uh, started, we moved out to Colorado and we're looking at for jobs and there's like, we had to debate on whether or not she should be putting all of her camp experience on her resume or if there's other right. things she could add because it really, it really comes down right now to if you know camp and you're a camp person, you get it. And yeah, I think you'd yep. hire, you'd hire a camp person in a heartbeat because you know the hard work and the dedication and all those those skills that come along with it um but if you're not a camp person there's nothing out there to tell you no no you you don't understand like this is you need to hire this person so it'd be great to have from from both studies from the camper side of things and uh the counselor side of things and the staff side to to show that these are values and attributes that are uh making these people great for the workforce and and for their adulthood. Absolutely. Yeah. We're in agreement on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we, we talk and you've mentioned a couple times already and I've seen it on, um, just in different information about the five year plan, this word, when we use a lot in ACA, we, this word outcomes. Mm -hmm. So we've had the youth outcomes battery is a, is an old study that we've not old study, but a study we've done in the past that, um, you know, that we use a lot and, there's other things that we use this word outcomes, and and I want to yeah. I, I want you to clarify uh, maybe what that what that means to Good. to the layman like me. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm so glad you asked because I, you know, I've been working with camps for a long, long time to measure outcomes and to convince camps that uh, outcomes are something to think about. And it's only recently that I've started to define an outcome mm-hmm. prior to those conversations because there are a lot of misconceptions around an outcome. 
uh, so the best way I can explain an outcome is it's the change in skills, knowledge, attitudes, or behaviors that occur as a result of camp. So a more simple way to put that is the stuff that gets spit out at the end of the camp experience. Um, So outcomes are, you know, we assume desirable. (laughs) They're Mm. a good thing. And they can be in the form of, you know, an increased skill. So an outcome could be a new rock climbing skill, um, but it could be a new attitude, say an attitude towards uh, environmental sustainability, or it could be a behavior, you know, that I I now um, take better care of myself personally, every, you know, outside of my, my parents or so forth. Um, but outcomes, it's important to differentiate between an outcome and a, and a process piece too, because one thing that comes up almost every single time we talk about outcomes is the notion of fun. And fun is so critical to the work we do. In fact, we're in the fun business and I think we should be shouting that from the rooftops. But there's a lot of debate whether fun is an outcome or it's the process that allows us to get to the outcome. Uh. And I would say that it's certainly a process. I don't think we can achieve any outcomes at camp if kids aren't having fun. <laughs> right. Fun is kind of the thing that opens up the pathway, the doors for the, the good stuff to happen. Right. And if they're not having fun, they're just in survival mode. Right. So it's certainly a process piece, but then camps think, well, shouldn't, shouldn't we be measuring whether campers have fun? Well, certainly. Mm-hmm. And you can ask that very simply, you know, did you have fun? This, And you can do that in a lot of creative ways as well. But it's a little bit different than an outcome. Um, yeah. That being said, I do know camps that measure fun as an outcome. And so really it's about how you're planning to use that information. Well, so I'm trying to think about it. I, my, my brain just kind of automatically goes to um, like a specific example or something. So if let's say a kid – Let's say a kid is, is really intimidated by a like large water slide. Uh-huh. Um, and finally, you know, after days of being too afraid or whatever, gets the encouragement from new friends they've made or a counselor or something and, and decides, like, gets up the courage and does it and goes down the water slide. And maybe, maybe multiple kids did this. And then you, you just ask, but if a, if a counselor asked them at the end, was it fun? Mm-hmm. They're probably going to say yes, Yep. which is significant because they uh-huh. should be having fun. So if I get this, if I understand this right, the outcome, though, would be more about um, them achieving something within themselves to get the courage to do that, like over them just having fun on the slide. That's what I would argue, that the outcome in that scenario is, say, um, courage. Right. Okay. That makes sense to me. Something that we can measure that they can take and use in another context. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think just, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience working at camp. I was just kind of a videographer and got to experience things from the outside, you know, just sort of watching through a lens. But I feel like that's, um, that is what camp's doing constantly is are those, those moments where you did something that you didn't, uh, didn't think you could do. And, and, um, yeah, anyway, yeah. (laughs) how can how can camps and camp staff and families get involved in the in the five year study there are a couple ways first and foremost, I would encourage everyone to stay tuned <laughs> we're going to be reporting out about the study in as many ways as we possibly can. This study is first and foremost intended for improving camp practice, so it is our 
goal and our commitment that every step of the way we're going to do everything we can to get information about the study, um, findings, and implications, you know, what we've learned from the study that would help camp into the hands of folks that can use it at their camps. So one place you can follow along is on the Research 360 blog. Um, that blog gets pushed out through ACA Now, the e-newsletter, um, every two weeks, so every other week. Uh, but we will be posting blogs more frequently. So be sure to check back if you see a blog post, kind of read back through and see if there are any, any that you missed. For example, we did a blog post last week about uh, the five-year study and phase one, a couple little updates on what we've learned so far. So the blog is really your real-time uh, place to keep up on not only the five-year study, but tips and tricks around evaluation. Because remember, our goal is to help each camp evaluate their own programs. Um, so we'll be doing a lot of that information through the Research 360 blog. Um, we will be getting reports from the research team each year. And those reports will be made available on the Research 360 website. Now one thing uh, to keep in mind is that because this is research and because we want to use this research to demonstrate the value of CAMP to uh, policymakers, funders, educators, medical professionals, people that we've kind of had a hard time connecting with. It's critical that we get this research published in a research journal. So we will be doing that before we launch the results in a more public relations kind of way. Mm -hmm. And that is solely to bring that credibility so that when it does become publicly available, we can say, look, other researchers, not us, other researchers have determined that this is good and believable research. So right. that's very important for us. So we'll be making those journal articles available too uh, for camps that might need to use those for funding and so forth. Uh, right. Beyond that, we'll be presenting on the study each year at the ACA National Conference, both in the research symposium and in um, project update educational sessions, um, and trying to present about this regionally uh, in as many different local conferences as possible. Um, and we'll be writing about this in Camping Magazine. So again, the goal is to get this into camp folks' hands in as many different ways as possible. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, a big thank you to Lori Brown for talking with me a little bit about Research 360 and ACA's uh, exciting new five-year research plan. Um, if you want to reach out or interact with us or check, it, uh, check out more information about Research 360, just go to acacamps.org. Um, there's a lot of information on there. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, at ACACamps. Um, Lori's on Twitter, at LPBResearch. And I'm on Twitter, at Sam underscore Hurt. Uh, so tweet at us, interact with us, look on our website, um, and stay tuned for more CampWire in the future. All right, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.